RTHK, the news at 11 o'clock with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines, the Justice Secretary defends the Chief Executive's request for an interpretation of the national security law by the NPCSC. The Chief Justice says the judiciary respects the NPCSC's interpretation of the national security law. And budget carrier Hong Kong Express says it's cutting the number of flights it operates to Japan. Justice Secretary Paul Lamb has defended Chief Executive John Lee's request for the National People's Congress Standing Committee to interpret the national security law. Mr. Lamb was referring to the question of whether foreign lawyers could take part in national security cases here. Speaking at the opening of the legal year, he said the Standing Committee's power of interpretation is a link between Hong Kong's common law system and the Chinese constitution. There are some suggestions that the interpretation has expanded the power of the chief executive and the Committee for Safeguarding National Security of the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region, eroding the judiciary's independent judicial power, and even putting the chief executive and the committee above the law. Such suggestions are plainly wrong and misconceived. The inter- interpretation is by definition a clarification of the original intent and purpose of those provisions. It does not confer any new power on anyone. The chairman of the Bar Association, Victor Dawes, also commented on the CE's request and the subsequent interpretation by the NPCSC of the national security law. The exercise of any power by the chief executive and the committee has important ramifications on several cornerstone features of our legal system the right to be legally represented, the right to a fair trial, and the perception of fairness in a trial. These are all fundamental and foundational matters to the rule of law and the administration of justice in Hong Kong. We urge and expect the chief executive and the committee to exercise their power with great caution and restraint. With these fundamental matters in close view, Chief Executive Andrew Cheung says the judiciary respects the exercise of the authority by the National People's Congress to interpret the national security law. He pointed out that in many other places, matters related to national security were often dealt with by the executive, noting that the courts have no expertise in these matters. But he said he doesn't think national security issues are impacting the court's jurisdiction. You would accept that Hong Kong is a Hong Kong SAR. Hong Kong is a SAR. It is not a separate sovereign entity. So, of course, there are matters which are dealt with or which are reserved to be dealt with by some other organs of power under our constitution and even under the basic law. I don't think that is surprising at all. In his speech to open the legal year, the Chief Justice reiterated the importance for people to understand the function of the courts, saying judges should ignore inappropriate criticism and carry on with their duties. He also shared his aspiration for the judiciary to move with the times. Among other things, he said he will continue to promote e-litigation and actively explore the possibility of live-streaming some court hearings this year. Hong Kong Express says it's cancelling some flights between the SAR and Japan in the first half of February, citing restrictions imposed by Japanese authorities. Damon Pang reports. Hong Kong Express flights affected include those to and from Okinawa, Osaka, Kansai, and Tokyo's Narita and Hanata airports. The budget airline said it will reach out to those affected as soon as possible and that they will be given options to change their flights or seek a full or partial refund depending on the type of tickets they bought. 
In a statement, the airline stressed that there's no need for passengers to contact the firm while thanking them for their patience and understanding. And the weather forecast, it will be cold, mainly cloudy and dry, with a minimum temperature in urban areas of about 10 degrees, a few degrees even lower in the new territories. Sunny periods tomorrow with a high of about 16 degrees. Winds will be moderate and fresh north to northeasterlies. Currently at the observatory, it is 13 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity now standing at 68%. And please be advised, the cold weather and the red fire danger warnings are both currently in force. The Labor Department says it is saddened and highly concerned about the accident. A spokesman said officials had carried out... Oh, excuse me. The time is now 5 past 11. You're listening to RTHK. The new director of the liaison office, Zheng Yanzhong, says he'll try his best to learn about Hong Kong and love and serve the city. He said he would spare no effort in ensuring the steady implementation of the one country, two systems principle. Mr. Zhang was appointed to the post on Saturday. Speaking to reporters, he expressed confidence that people will enjoy a better life as Hong Kong moves from stability to prosperity under the leadership of Chief Executive John Lee. President Xi Jinping has said Hong Kong has a great future with a splendid view. My understanding is Hong Kong has unparalleled conditions for success. As long as it stays on the right track, it will definitely have a bright future. A woman has been killed after reportedly falling into a candy-making machine. Wendy Wong has the details. The accident happened at around 8 in the morning as the elderly woman was working at an industrial plant in Chunwan. Reports say the 68-year-old is believed to have fainted as she operated the machine and fell headfirst into the mixer. She was freed by firemen and paramedics and rushed to Yanchai Hospital, where she was later declared dead. The police and the Labor Department are investigating the accident. The Labor Department says it's saddened and highly concerned about the accident. The spokesman said officials had carried out investigations at the factory and ordered it to suspend the operations of all its confectionery mixing machines. He said the department would complete the investigation as soon as possible to identify the cause of the accident, adding that it would take action if there was any violation of work safety rules. The Transport Department, the Transport Bureau rather, has announced that 4,000 more tickets will go on sale each day for the high-speed rail link with the mainland. Trains on the express rail link began operating for the first time in three years yesterday with up to 10,000 tickets per day offered from West Kowloon to the mainland as well as journeys in the opposite direction. The Transport Secretary Lam Sai Hung noted that 8,500 passengers had used the express rail link yesterday. The Tourism Board says more than 350,000 tourists visited Hong Kong in the final quarter of last year. Aaron Tam has the details. The board pointed out that visitor numbers had gradually picked up as COVID travel restrictions eased. The government had required visitors to quarantine at hotels until September. Around half of the tourists between October and December came from the mainland, with the rest coming from the Philippines, Taiwan and the United States. For the whole of 2022, a little more than 600,000 tourists visited the SAR, compared to nearly 56 million in 2019, the year before the pandemic. 
Ocean Park has experienced a rebound from its previous pandemic low and recently recorded the highest number of visitors since April last year. However, it says the benefits from the border reopening are not as great as expected. Paolo Pong, the chairman of the park, says most mainland visitors are generally here for school or family reunions. For tourists who are coming to park, we are still looking forward to receiving them. But at the moment, we believe there are less tourists than expected. We would like to see more in the coming uh, few months and we would like to you know, receive them in the park because we have plenty of new attractions. We have a lot of you know, messages on conservation and education we'd like to pass to them. We're very positive and, and we believe they'll be coming in you know, a very short uh, period of time. The Consumer Council has warned romance seekers to protect their data if they use dating apps. The council analyzed nine popular apps late last year and found all of them had preset permission, allowing them to use the owner's personal data for marketing. Only three apps allowed users to opt out, while two required people to disclose major pieces of personal information at registration. Nora Tam is the chairwoman of the council's research and testing committee. It's a dilemma because when you want to use these apps, you really want to get the right person for dating. And of course, you want to get the right person, you need to give them more information. And therefore, people do not mind to pay more to have a more filter. So you can see if you ask for more filter and then you will pay more. But that you have a more perfect match. On the same time, when you give them more filter and apply for that, then you give out more of your personal information, including your salary, your assets, how much you have. Overseas now, Italy's most wanted mafia boss, Matteo Messina Denaro, has been arrested in Sicily after 30 years on the run. He is considered the leading figure in the Cosa Nostra. Police say he was captured at a day clinic in Palermo. Messina Denaro has been evading capture since the 1990s, when the Sicilian mafia stepped up. The Sicilian mafia stepped up their bombing and murder campaign, including the killing of two prosecutors. The BBC's Davide Giglione is in Rome. Everyone's trying to understand how it was possible for this man to, to escape for so long. This is a very important symbol for Italians and for Sicilians who over the years almost accepted the fact that they have to live with the organized crime surrounding them. Even though it wasn't seen publicly, it was still controlling and influencing the organized crime in Sicily, in Cosa Nostra, and was controlling part of the region. Police in Nepal say it's unlikely anyone survived a plane crash yesterday when a Yeti Airlines flight crashed over a gorge over the tourist town of Pokhara. 72 people were on board. The flight data and cockpit voice recorders have now been found and an investigation is underway. The BBC's Regini Vadyanathan was at the crash site. We've spoken to the spokesperson for the airport today who said that the weather conditions were good yesterday as the plane was making its approach and the winds were normal as well. But they did tell us that the pilot at the last minute asked to switch to another runway to land on. Now, the authorities said that they didn't have an issue with that, so they gave him the all clear because there were no other planes in the airspace and the weather was good. But then suddenly the plane crash landed and then caught on fire and there was a huge inferno which engulfed the body of the plane and you can still smell the smoke in the air. A serving officer with London's Metropolitan Police has pleaded guilty to a series of rapes and sexual assaults over a 17-year period. David Carrick has admitted a total of 49 offenses. Prosecutors said he would appear fun-loving and charming, 
but he was highly manipulative, cutting off his victims from family and friends. Mr. Carrick was arrested in October 2021. The Mets assistant commissioner, Barbara Gray, apologized to his victims and said opportunities to sack him had been missed. This is devastating. It's devastating for the victims that have had to go through the pain and suffering at the hands of a serving police officer. It is devastating to the trust and confidence that we are working so hard to earn from women and girls across London. But we know this is a day that policing has definitely taken a step back. The German Defence Minister, Christina Lambrecht, has resigned after a series of blunders and PR disasters. Germany is undergoing pressure to allow the delivery of German-built battle tanks to Ukraine. The BBC's Jenny Hill reports from Berlin. Christina Lambrecht was not a popular minister. Mocked for announcing Germany would support Ukraine by sending helmets, criticised for taking her son on a trip in a military helicopter and blamed for failing to improve Germany's ill-equipped army. An awkward New Year's Eve video message in which she described her positive experiences during the war in Ukraine was the last straw for her remaining supporters. Ms Lambrecht was due to meet other Western defence ministers on Friday to discuss further support for Ukraine. The German government's under pressure to approve the delivery of German-built battle tanks. It's not yet clear who'll succeed Ms Lambrecht in a role considered so difficult that many refer to it as the ejector seat. The Italian actress Gina Lola Brigida, one of Europe's most prominent film stars of the 50s and the early 60s, has died. She played the female lead in numerous Hollywood films. The BBC's Mark Duff looks back at the life of Gina Lola Brigida. Despite a career that spanned half a century, she liked to claim she became an actor almost by mistake. I was uh, a student in art school, painting, and uh, they stopped me on the street and they asked me to do the movie. So I really, I didn't uh, want to be a star, but uh, in spite of that, I finished to be a star. John Houston's Beat the Devil cast Gina Lola Brigida opposite Humphrey Bogart, who said she made Marilyn Monroe look like a child actress. Ever since I met you, you feel my thinking. You are becoming an obsession. And to sports. On the first day of the Australian Open tennis tournament, the men's top seed Rafael Nadal has begun his title defense with a victory over the British player Jack Draper. Australia's home favorite Nick Kyrgios has pulled out of the tournament. One of the favorites to win the women's title, the American Jessica Pagula, beat Romania's Jacqueline Christian in just 59 minutes. And England's rugby union boss Steve Borthwick says he's delighted to see his predecessor Eddie Jones appointed as Australia's head coach. Jones' second stint in charge of his native Wallabies was confirmed just hours before Borthwick announced the, for his first squad as England coach, ahead of their Six Nations opener against Scotland on February the 4th. And to end the news, a reminder of our top story tonight. The Justice Secretary defends the Chief Executive's request for an interpretation of the national security law by the National People's Congress Standing Committee. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 It's nostalgia And the way you look tonight And it's moonlight Heading over sleepy skies and romance And memories of you are around me now And it's all because 
introduced and presented the local pop scene of the 60s. Most of my loyal listeners are mainly Chinese teenagers who grew up with my kind of music. And upon graduation, some have immigrated to different parts of the world, like Toronto, Vancouver, the United States, Australia, and UK. But still listening to my late night shows, thanks to the internet. As we grew older, we cast our memories to the good old days 
remembering the good teenage times. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the music that brought us such joy during our younger days. One day when we were young, one wonderful morning. 